ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, non-binaries of all ages, welcome to the show. If you're here to learn how to do character creation the right way, you've come to the wrong place because we are doing cat creation. This is how to make a literal cat in your favorite RPG. I am a co-host of a show, of this show, actually. I don't know why I said it like that. My name's Joel Holland. I am also a co-host of an undisclosed show. It's this one. Uh, and my name is Austin. <laughs> and, and I'm technically a co-host on a, another show, but there's there's four of us. So I'm a quarter co-host? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> hey. And... <laughs> And your name is? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I probably should say my name. Hello. I am Nye. Yeah. There we go. Hello, Nye. Hello, Nye. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, Hello. sorry. Yeah. Got to bring up that enthusiasm. Uh, yeah. Should I say where I'm from or should I just keep that anonymous? You, you can. All right. Hi. Uh, I'm Nye. I'm mostly on $2 Creature Feature. That's, and I play. Characters. Oh, that's what you meant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I also thought you were just like, yeah, I'm, I'm from uh, Wales. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> How dare you, good sir? (laughs) (laughs) Nah, it's fine. (laughs) I'm only slightly wounded. I I don't actually know where you're from, I'm sorry. It's okay. (laughs) I'm from the UK, so there's like, you've got a one in four chance of picking the right country, so don't worry. While you're here and talking about yourself and your RPG show, you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and your role-playing background? Uh, Yeah, oh boy, oh boy, it's like a job interview, hello. Uh, yes, so uh, I have been, I guess, doing this kind of stuff uh, since the great scare of 2020. Um, I originally was on like kind of variety of stuff, kind of jumping from stream to stream. And I found $2 Creature Feature about, yeah, I would say 2020. So I've been doing this for about three years now. And yeah, we play Monster of the Week mostly. We've done other little things, bits and pieces here and there. If you're talking about me personally, I do all kinds of stuff. I just kind of end up places and play TTRPGs with people. Um, but Two Dollar Creature Feature is kind of like my main home, my hub, if you will. And yeah, I like all kinds of games, but the game that we're talking about today is one very close to my heart. And I'm excited to make a cat in it with you two (laughs) yeah and what is that game uh that game is ova which stands for the very like on the nose name open versatile anime which is basically ttrpg which lets you make anime characters and anime kind of scenarios and stuff like that uh the best way i've ever described it is it's like gurps without the bullshit uh i think that's fair we haven't done GURPS on here. Oh, Probably won't. Oh, yeah, boy. Yeah, I'm one of the few people I think alive that still will play GURPS. <laughs> like, and that was before my time. But yeah, I, I do have a soft spot. I don't spot. know, man. I have a soft spot for GURPS, but in, yeah, in kind of <laughs> the same way that people like have a really old crappy appliance that they keep around for set amount of reasons, even if it's fucking broken and definitely doesn't work anymore. So yeah, like I, my old yeah. VCR player. Exactly. Yeah. Who the fuck's going to watch? Have... Yeah, <laughs> dude, I have to have a VCR player because most of my movie collection is on VCR. Ooh. Oh, wow! I, uh, I think you mean on VHS. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. VHS. Yes. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. I have a lot of DVDs, but I have <laughs> like two boxes of VHS. I have bad news for you. DVDs are also kind of 
an antiquated tech at this point. Well, I also have a handful of Blu-rays. Ooh, I thought you were. Am I say getting more up to date for you now? No. <laughs> um, I, I will say, in in the UK, you can always tell if a charity shop is particularly catering to an older demographic when you go in and they've got like a rack of uh, VHSs. Uh, <laughs> like most have like a, a ridiculous amount of DVDs because like nobody buys them anymore apart from the elderly but uh yeah you go in there you're like oh geez they've got like v- a, a stack of vhs you're like oh <laughs> boy but um yeah uh do, do you want me to just jump right in or i don't know uh we've got some things to cover first ah, okay, uh, yes. just to make sure we're all we're all on the same page here regarding how this works mm-hmm. we've got some rules that we follow as a show when it comes to creating characters on this podcast are separate from the game's rules they are standard for the show so that we don't go too far off the rails when we are trying to build these cat characters cool and austin and i will read those out now rule number one is we accept no cop-outs we're making a cat it's the exact animal that comes to mind when i say the word we're not making some anthropomorphic race no people turned into cats no lions, tigers, or, uh, heck, what's the... Man, I, I had a brand new example, and I've already forgotten it. Lions and tigers and bears, oh my. Flurkin, the thing from oh. from Captain Marvel. Yeah, 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 oh. that, that thing. Rule number two, we cannot use homebrew slash house rules. Um, if the rules in whatever rule book that we're looking at do not explicitly allow something to happen... Uh, we count it as a rule broken. Um, and if we come across rules as written versus rules as intended, uh, we go with whichever one says no. I think the best example of that is if you are intended to play as a human, but the book does not explicitly say that, typically that's our first rule broken. Yep. Okay. That's often also the only rule that we break. Like, we were... I originally called this show... How many rules do I have to break to play a literal cat in your favorite RPG? And then, like, we tested it out on D&D 5th Edition. Not me and Austin, me and another friend. Tested it out on D&D 5th Edition, and I thought we would just be breaking rules all over the place. But it turned out that there were so many supplements for D&D out at the time that there was actually nothing stopping you from just choosing the cat species and turning it into a character sheet. Hmm, interesting. So, like, we broke, like, two rules, and that was, like, we had to ignore the weight requirements. <laughs> mm-hmm. The rule-breaking thing really is, like, a hangover from what this show was intended to be before we realized, oh, that's not actually going to be a problem, <laughs> except for in these couple specific scenarios. But we still talk about it, so, that, like, if anyone actually wants to take one of these characters and run with it, they can say to their game master, hey, you only have to break two rules and you can turn a- these character sheets into actual cats if you want to for some reason. Anyway, if the game includes stats for a literal cat, those me- must be used or adapted to the game's character sheets. This literally has not been relevant since D&D 5th edition, except for Mr. Ray's game. <laughs> <laughs> True. I think this game has stats for a literal cat. No, but finish the rules because I have I have a note to to make so far. Right. 
rule number four is the character class background playbook job what have you has to exist in the game's core rules or as part of an official expansion we can't use homebrew classes get them out of here rule number five the cat can learn any skill available to its class even if it's not something a cat could normally be trained to do so like we've had cats that worked for a fantasy cia that could seal away superpowers we've had cats that just immediately recognize kaiju's weaknesses we've had cats that could drive a horse-drawn buggy cool some real wild and crazy stuff all right yeah rule number six if a tool would be physically impossible for a literal cat to use even if comically downsized for them they cannot use it some of these include Thank you to the kind people at Twitter.com for these suggestions. A cat cannot use a remote control helicopter. A can opener, which I believe I've said on here before, but this is another suggestion. And then Joel says a DualSense controller for PS5. PS4 controller, we'll we'll see. (laughs) Now, somebody else said slide rule, and I really don't know what that is, genuinely. A slide rule. So, like, you know when you watch people doing stuff like architecture and things? Yeah. And you know that little thing that they slide around? I think that's what a slide yeah. rule is. Oh. Yeah. A- Hold on, wait. I'm looking up a picture of this. A cat might be able to manipulate <laughs> this, but use it effectively. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm thinking Not a chance. <laughs> Not a yeah, chance. That, that's what I'm thinking of. <laughs> At least in my head, that's where I've seen that is, like, on... Maybe I maybe maybe I'm out of touch, but that's what I've seen is like from like architecture. Jesus, that's the most middle class thing I've probably <laughs> ever said. <laughs> it's from my architecture courses, of course. I just I every time I'm doing architecture stuff, I got a measuring tape, a pencil, and a fucking dream. That's it. I can't remember ever doing oh. architecture stuff in real life. I was doing architecture stuff this weekend in real life. I've done a little in Minecraft. <laughs> hey, that counts. But I was helping my dad build his uh, his garage, so we were putting up walls on Saturday. We have two rules still to get through. We do. Sorry. No, you're good. You're good. <laughs> if a character sheet has a section that is meant to be filled out in collaboration with the whole table, we leave that blank. That way, potential players can make it fit the group they're playing with. Finally, we have to keep track of every rule that we break which as joel mentioned is typically pretty low we do this for the audience's benefit not for the shows (laughs) so that's all them right yeah that's all eight well Mm -hmm. i have very good news for you because having seen all those rules totally not before we started recording uh (laughs) this game will not break any of them as far as i'm aware because ova you can make pretty much anything there aren't really classes. It is a point-by system. I would try not to gush too much over this game because I super-duper like it, but it is designed to be used for anime, and anime is known for being kind of all over the place in terms of what you can be and what you're playing. So I, I don't think we'll have any issues. I think the issue will be trying to make an authentic cat with anime logic. Uh, which <laughs> will be interesting to say the least. Um, so yeah, uh, if I could, is alright if I give like a, a little background to this, or at least why I 
superb like it. Be my um, guest. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So uh, when I got into TRPGs in like college, it was around at the same time I got into anime. And obviously like a lot of losers, I mean, <laughs> sophisticated nerds, um, <laughs> I wanted to synergize the two. But there weren't a lot of good options. The, the main one I think a lot of people would go to is a system called Big Eyes, Small Mouth. I will say this, it's probably not worth your time trying to make a cat in that game because that's old school TTRPGs. There are so much bullshit you got to do just to make a character. And I was like, oh, but then I found OVA and it's wonderful. It's, in my opinion, a good mix between a system that gives the players and GM a lot of free roam, but also like is a game with things that you can latch on to if that makes sense i've I've seen some yeah. free play kind of games where it's like there's just a bit too much and it gets a bit difficult for the the players and gm to kind of focus on how to make a character well kind of i know we're not doing like the actual character creation but i like to just go through it the book has a nice little thing for it so like it's step one well technically there's step zero but that's discussion we've already done that step one is the concept so we're making a cat awesome we're halfway through so <laughs> cool so the first thing the first thing we'll have to do is and this is the only rule i ever say to people to really really hammer in you are always 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 rolling 2d6 like no matter what no matter how many bonuses or negatives you have you're always rolling 2d6 and effectively what you're trying to do is you're trying to get more dice and the way you do that is by having abilities that correspond to the thing you're rolling for the game doesn't really have this is the one criticism i have of ova like there's a couple others but the big one is it's not great at being clear it has the D problem where like skill checks are just kind of whatever the gm thinks is appropriate and sometimes that's nice and sometimes you're like i don't know 12 fuck it like <laughs> there's nothing here i don't know what an archaeology role should be and that can be a bit frustrating for rolling but generally speaking, your idea is to get the highest number on your collection of dice. Unless you get a double, then you take that. Of course, if you'd like, say, roll a six and two twos, you take the six because it's bigger than four. That's like literally all you need to know about rolling. There's some bullshit complicated stuff if you do combat rules. But we're making a cat. So I don't, I don't think we'll need to worry about combat much unless you want to make like a tiger. But we're making just a little domestic cat. So there are a lot of abilities to choose from. I kind of went ahead and picked ones that I thought were reasonable. The way you pick abilities is you pick them and then you give them your numerical value. So like one, two, up to five. And that's the number of dice you add to your 2d6. The way that they phrase it is like a like a plus one is like, you know, you're you're reasonable at it. Like you're not amazing, but you can do it. And then like plus two is like, okay, you are a skilled individual. Then plus three is like, holy shit, you're like one of the best people in the world. And then like four is like, holy shit, you're like, a, you know, once in a generation or best of the century. And then like five is like God's level. <laughs> it's not scaled very well in terms of like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, plotting, because like, you know, but that's just the nature of it. I think it's funny. And I often tell players not to pick a plus five. We'll get into that later when we talk about uh, weaknesses, but there's a reason why getting plus five abilities is cool on paper and is really not fun in reality. 
in terms of how you get skills, there are a couple ways, but the easiest is effectively what I call net zero. So it's in the book. It probably has a real name, but I can't be arsed looking it up. But basically what happens is your abilities, which are pluses, and your weaknesses, which are minuses, need to equal out to zero. And that's it. So you can have as many abilities so long as you have weaknesses that balance them out. So oh. yeah, I said it's a pretty straightforward game. If if you have, like I'm saying this to the people listening, if you have people in your group who are quite like, no, there needs to be lots of rules. It needs to be complicated for me to have fun. There are more things you can add. Oh, it's called base zero. There we go. I like mine better. Anyway, uh, <laughs> there are more things you can add. I don't because to me, the appeal of this game is like, hey, I want to do like Pokemon. And it's like, cool, we can just do Pokemon with this system if you want, or you can do your own version of Pokemon, or you can do Naruto or whatever anime stuff you want to do. So yeah, I have a couple of abilities. Uh, I was just wondering what like kind of stuff do you think you would want this cat to be able to do? The game can let you just make skills, but we're not doing that because that's like hard. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and the game has like enough skills that I think would be applicable to a, a normal cat without having to whip out because it does have a thing that's specifically called unique which is literally just hey if something doesn't work just ask your gm to make it (laughs) so yeah i will stop talking now because i've been talking for a while it's all good (laughs) you are all good what we want the cat to do kind of depends on the genre we're gonna throw it in okay easy slice of life (laughs) yeah no that 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 can work actually side note the creator actually did kind of like a collaborative like littler game which was with another like super slice of life relaxing ttrpg i can't remember the name off the top of my head but that exists out there so it it does work for slice of life because as i said it's just you're making an anime so it's whatever the gm needs that's perfect because that means we can totally take attack which is a skill and throw it out the window (laughs) i will say this Attack can be really fun to do if you have people who want to do combat. There's a whole section we're going to ignore, which is effectively buffs you can give abilities to make them stronger or weaker. Yeah, stronger or weaker, but it corresponds to how much energy you use. We're going to ignore all that bullshit because we're making a cat. If people are interested, pick up the book and look at it yourself. (laughs) It's fun if you're in the right headspace. But the best thing about this game is that you can literally take whole sections of the book and ignore them because it's flexible enough for that. Nice. This is not a safe space for people who want to play games the right way. If you haven't figured that <laughs> hey, out by I, now. <laughs> I mean, like, at the end of the day, I do have a couple of friends who are that, like, I play old school TTRPGs and I like the crunch. And mm. I, I have done a game like that with this. But you have to intentionally do that. It's not a system which is like, you have to do it. You have to go out of your way to make it crunchy, which I like. They still didn't like it, but hey, you know, that's what trying new things is about. Sometimes you don't like it. So I thought some easy stuff to do would just be to pick things that cats can do. Because, I don't know, that makes sense to me. So I have a couple of just like little abilities that are listed. I'm not going to get too into like what the actual book says the ability does because short answer at least how i like to gm is kind of 
I don't know, maybe this is a bit silly, but like, I always like to let players try and convince me why they want to have this ability. So it's like, oh, um, my character has Agile as an ability, and I'm trying to do this thing where I like jump from building to building. I think Agile should count now, and I'm like, okay, yeah, that's that's a fair, believable thing. Uh, the game does say not to stack too many abilities. Uh, the cap, it, it says, as good as plus seven, which, you know, you're rolling 76 and you need to get like, I don't know, a 10 maximum normally. And that's like for a really good skill roll. So, you know, that's not impossible. Normally you'd be rolling closer to about plus three or four, maybe plus five. Uh, anyway, so some abilities that I thought would be good for a cat is agile. So like, you know, being able to jump around and move gracefully. Mm-hmm. A skill called Art of Invisibility art of invisibility which is not actual invisibility because that's a skill in this game as well i don't know why art of invisibility is just stealth which i don't know i feel like cats are quite stealthy they can be mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah there's cute and that is with an exclamation mark so you're supposed to say like cute so in this game there are like three different skills that are like kind of persuasion-y kind of things. I'm using D&D terms because I think it's perhaps a little bit easier for people who are not familiar with kind of a more loose system like this. And that's what it says on the tin. So you could be like, oh, I'm a cute little cat. You know, oh, give me a belly scratch or some nice treats or something, you know. You let me do whatever I want because I'm cute, right? Yeah, exactly. It's literally like that in the thing. It's like, this is what cute is for. It's for letting people drop their guard and be like, oh yeah, sure. Go do whatever you're doing. There is evasive, which is more like dodging and avoiding, which, again, I feel like cats are slinky little things. Although, I guess if we're not doing combat or anything, that might not be necessary. No. And then the other the other one that I did was heightened sense. And this is, this is the first kind of other cool thing that I was going to mention, is that a lot of the abilities are themselves quite broad, and you're basically able to be specific with what that is. So heightened sense, you could put in brackets after that uh, sense of smell or smell or hearing or like night vision of things cats have good senses of. And then that kind of can be used in quite a specific sense. And I usually encourage players to do that largely because it's more fun that way. I don't know. I, I feel like if you give a player like a kind of omni ability that can be used for a hundred different things, they end up just kind of turning it into a hammer that they use for one thing. Maybe that's maybe maybe I've played with friends who are just like that, but um it can be a little bit overwhelming if you're like, yes, this ability can do everything. So it's like no pressure. It makes me think of like and I, I don't know if this game has like a, a move for this, but like my favorite RPG is City of Mist. And like it it makes you make broad power tags, it calls them. And, like, yeah, the broad tag can technically be used for just about anything. But in order to apply it to a specific situation, there's, like, a a role that you have to do called change the game, which is where you take the broad tag and then you create the specific scenario in which you can use it. Does does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, there's a skill in this, which, oh, sorry, an ability in this called knowledge. And I have a kind of homebrew rule, which is like, so you have to put a tag, if you will, for knowledge. You can't just be like 
I have knowledge. You have to specify what the knowledge is. And the rule I have is so that the way the example I always use is biology. So like, okay, my knowledge is in biology. Cool. You can use that for tons of different things. But like, if you've got to do surgery on someone, I'm going to give you a penalty because I'm, a penalty in this game is just, I say, remove a dice or yeah. die. Because it's like, you just have a general understanding of biology. You're very good at it, but you can't do surgery. However, if their thing was knowledge surgery, it's the inverse. It's a specific skill, but when you use it, you're not being penalized. And in some cases, I normally give them a bonus, like an extra plus one, because I'm like, hey, you're using the thing that you chose, and that's neat, and you should be rewarded. That makes sense. At least that's my logic. Yeah. So yeah, I'm trying to think if there's any other things I had. I had some other little ones. Um, You'll notice I'm not putting numbers behind them. And this is because I personally find the weaknesses are better to actually put down the numerical values and then retroactively go back to the abilities and then stat them out, if that makes sense. Because the abilities are quite broad. Literally, it's just mm. you are better at... So, like, for cute, a plus one and plus two, literally the only difference is you are cuter than <laughs> the plus one. Like, that's it. Weaknesses are different. There are specified uh, things. And I will say this. This is the thing I've found that can trip people up. You need to be careful, if, both as a player and a GM, what weaknesses you take. So, like, a minus one weakness is an inconvenience right yeah. a minus two is like kind of like a character defining thing but also you're more than that a minus three is like this is a huge part of your life and you can't ignore it so like put it this way right one of the things i i put down for this cat is awkward size so awkward size is literally just so like a minus one is uh you're slightly shorter than average or you're slightly taller than average but a minus two is like you're not human size and that's going to cause problems. And then a minus three is like, you're a bug or you're a giant. And like, that's that's the scaling for all of the weaknesses. Like one, inconvenience. Two, okay, this is kind of thingy. And then three is like, yep, your life revolves around this thing. And you need to, as a player and as a GM, factor that in. And the eagled, eared, eared? Fuck it. Uh, owl-eared listeners will have worked out that you can go to plus five, you can only go to minus three. So if you want to have a plus five ability, at minimum, you're going to have to have either like a minus three and a minus two just to balance that one ability. So I like that because that's its own like little equalizer that stops players just... Making themselves overpowered out the bat. (laughs) exactly yeah there is a whole system for giving out points uh we're not going to do that because we're just making the character but again if someone is interested and they pick up the book that's there you can dive into that yourself so i'm just going to say a couple more abilities and then we can go into weaknesses which um i will then stop talking because i will kind of pitch them to you and you can decide how much or little you would want from that if that makes sense and i can give clarity and stuff some other things I put, because I thought it'd be funny, uh, you can be famous, <laughs> and I thought like you could be like an, an influencer's cat or something. I don't know, I thought that'd be, <laughs> like you could be, uh, what was that, what was that cat that had like a really sour looking face? I can't remember his name. Uh, grumpy Cat. Grumpy Cat, you could be Grumpy Cat. 
another one is knowledge and like you could say you're a cat that knows your way around the local area or something like that there's lucky which i just thought would be funny because you know cats nine lives performer like you're a cat that knows a couple of tricks and then the final one because i thought it was a meme is minions because you could have like cat buddies you could (laughs) (laughs) oh like could call for that's probably the most out there one so we can we can maybe shelf that if, if there's not enough room for it. But that's... Our cat is actually the Rat King. <laughs> well, controls it... all rats in the area. <laughs> yeah, well, it's funny. Because there's quite a few... Because the game actually has, like, how you do companions and stuff. Like, NPCs that the players have agency over. And I'll say this. It's, it's probably one of the better ways I've seen it done. But we will circle back to that if we do, if we do minions and stuff. So... I'm going to rattle through the, the weaknesses and this is hopefully where I'll stop talking because I'm probably chewing the ears off your lovely audience. Oh, you're um, good. So <laughs> That's what a podcast yeah. is for. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> so the, the first one I went with was, as I said, awkward size and I gave it a minus two. And my reasoning was that I think for a cat, that's about what it would be. Like, obviously, you know, you're small and people can pick you up and, you know, things that would not hinder a person would hinder you Uh, whereas like you know i wouldn't say minus three because that's like i said you're a bug at that point or you're like an amoeba you're something ridiculously small uh i guess the 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 more realistic would be like a borrower do you guys know what the borrowers are yeah i've seen that yeah yeah. so that that'd be it or as i said you could be like a giant or like a big mech or something um okay you said amoeba and immediately my brain goes Oh my god, you can play Osmosis <laughs> Yes, yes you can. Yes you can. And they even have an acknowledgement like, well if you're doing so- well, if you're doing something like Osmosis Jones or you're doing like a mecha, they say you might have to factor in that awkward size would be true for a mecha show, but like everything is giant. <laughs> so, mm. you know, it's 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 a fun thing. Okay, so the the first one and I'd love to hear your take on it is I went with easily distracted because uh, I feel like cats can be easily distracted. And it's mm-hmm. uh, just to give for perspective, as the book says, at level one, sounds, bright lights, voices, and other attention getters easily attract your notice. You may be taken by these diversions of interest, but will quickly refocus at the task at hand. And then they basically escalate from there. So like a level two is like, it takes like a lot longer for you to go oh actually i should stop looking at that laser pointer <laughs> and then like a level three is like somebody literally has to come out and like say no we need to go and yeah as i'm saying like within a, a an rp context it basically means like your character will just wander off and do their own thing like if they are not being supervised would be the yeah, yeah. Level three is you will immediately focus all your efforts on this distraction. Even obvious fake outs and lies will keep you looking for a sizable chunk of time. I think, like for a cat, this feels like a two or, or a two or three, like maybe a one. But like my impression of cats is like they focus in on things. So like something gets their attention, it has their focus, and in order to mm, yeah, like get their focus on something else you have to make the thing you want them to focus on even flashier or take away the thing they're currently focusing on. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I think a minus two would work. Yeah. Then, because as I said, like a minus three is literally like 
because I, I, I have a cat. I've had cats. You, they will get bored eventually. Like, they'll lose interest if the thing doesn't like yeah, do overtime. something different every, like, five minutes. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that's cool. Okay, another one would be fear. Uh, I'll just read the level one, and then, as I said, they, they can be specific, but, like, they escalate. So, um, you are uncomfortable in the presence of your fear, and I'll let you guys pick what the cat is afraid of, and will try to remove yourself as soon as possible. And then, as I said, like, level two is like, oh, I will really try and get myself away. And, like, level three is like, you literally will go catatonic. Like, you will just not move and just curl up into a ball. So, as I said, they escalate pretty pretty dramatically. I feel like that would be, I don't know. Cats can be startled if something sneaks up on them. But I don't think, I don't know, depending on the size and how determined they are, that they're more likely to fight than, than flee. Yeah. I was, I was thinking you could maybe do, uh, like, water. I know this, but right, I'll say this. I did do animals as my study in, like, college university right. uh, i know there are cats mm-hmm. that like swimming but you know we're, we're majority doing majority of the yeah, stereotype exactly. uh or you could yeah exactly or you could do dogs or you could do something like loud noises or something like that although as you're saying that might not track especially well cucumbers. but yeah as i said this is kind of the oh cute <laughs> yeah no yeah, we could go for cucumbers <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. How often would that come up, though, realistically? <laughs> um, I mean, that's up to your DM, to yeah. be honest. There, I, I, if we have the time, I will... I have one... Like, there's one or two weaknesses that I would, I would happily, like, mini-rant about. Because, like, that problem does come up for some of them, where it's, like, it's, it's funny the first couple times you do it, but then it's, like it's a weakness that if you use it too much it just becomes frustrating and not mm-hmm. interesting in in this case it's less about the availability of the fear and just how you react to it so you could have cucumbers because it's not so much how often a cucumber appears it's more just like oh i want to be away from this or it surprises me so we could also give that a minus two or a, a minus one whatever you're feeling i think a minus one more. or we could do would work better because okay. I think it's yeah, like you're easily startled by it, but once you're aware of its presence, you kind of focus back in. Once you're aware of its presence, then it's not as big of a threat, <laughs> I guess. I, no, no, that yeah makes total sense. I'm from if if there are potentially GMs listening, how you might use this is say the cucumber might be in vicinity while a character is trying to do something so maybe like oh i want my cat to jump up on the table that's fine there's a cucumber on the table so you would they would remove one of the the die they are rolling all right yeah just for context of how the weaknesses and abilities work and then they might say oh well i have agile and that you know and that's how you would do the economy of it okay there another one would be hatred so like again the the reason why this is a weakness is because it might impair your judgment so like you might Mm -hmm. let me get the exact thing because it's just easier Uh, at level one you can curb your hatred however you will avoid the object in question or if a person might act cold or inhospitable and then as i said they escalate from there what's the the flavor on that for two because i've got an idea but okay 
You can hardly keep your distaste in check. You will want to harm or dispose of the object in question or if a person be extremely harsh or even violent towards them. Do not ask me what three is. <laughs> three. Th- yeah, uh, no, I'm joking. Three, three is just... <laughs> Actually, yeah, let's not do three. I will say this game can go from zero to 100 <laughs> very quickly. Um, and there are edgelords who will like this game. Let me, <laughs> let me put it like that. The red light. <laughs> God, red light must be destroyed at all costs. <laughs> yeah, that can be a thing. I'll repeat again, it's not about how often the GM, like how often it will appear, it's more just about how you'll react and you know how you'll have to RP it and such like that. But even that, um, I could see like yeah, a I, scenario where like, you know how like some security cameras will have like an infrared sensor for depth perception? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. okay. And if, yeah. if a cat could could see that, at some level, then the in, the instinct to pounce to attack the point at which it is yeah yeah no that yeah that's good. So obviously we're doing slice of slice of life. I don't know how many security cameras we'll need to sneak past, but I guess it'd be mm, it kind of depends on what kind of slice of life you want to go with because there's a lot out there. Yeah, no, it's varied. I'm, I... I'm a connoisseur <laughs> of slice of life anime. I would also say a GM can, like, as much as the players can try and, you know, try and convince the GM as to where they can use their abilities, a GM might say, well, you know, you're in a room with red light and that is impairing your judgment kind of thing, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense. Or, you know, even come to think of it, like, you could be walking down the street in, like, a shopping district, and someone could have a sh- security camera out front the shop. You're just trying to walk by casually. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And um, suddenly it's on with the security thinking. camera. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, exactly. Um, on site. Uh, I'll do this one quickly, because there's, I think I've got three more, maybe four, depending on how many, like, we've pulled right. up. Uh, one that I, I gave automatically was mute minus three. And that's because mute minus three is you are not capable of like communicating as a person would, and that's appropriate for a cat. That's yeah, that's yeah. pretty standard. Yeah, I think it even goes as far to say as you can't understand human speech. It doesn't say human, but like it's you're non-verbal, and that works for a yeah. cat. Yeah, like you you can, gotcha. but you can still like say oh feed me or whatever. Like they you can still communicate that, but that's the most. But I just thought, you know, that's the one. I always say if you are going to take one minus three, that's fine. It's when you take like two or three, that's like, oh, that's, that's going to get in your way. Going to be kind of a nightmare. Yeah, that's yeah. that's going to get in your way, especially if you pick quite a broad limitation. So, yes, the next one I went with is impulsive because I don't know. I feel like cats can be impulsive at times. So at level one, even though you are impulsive, you can be somewhat rational, even if others are trying to talk you out of whatever crazy stunt you're considering, which in my head, I envision the cat, you know, if you've seen the YouTube videos doing that thing where they're sitting on a perch and kind of like getting ready Ready to jump. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's like, no, 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 no. He's going to do it anyways. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to remember the clip. There's the one like a woman's, like there's a cat. And it's got its paw on her glass of water. And she's like, no, oh. please. Yeah, and the cat licks at her and then pushes it off. I know the video you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cats have no soul sometimes. Sometimes. Funny enough, 
I can say with certainty, my cat has never d- tried to push anything off of any surface. I don't know if he's broken <laughs> or if he's just polite, but I have never had that problem. I've I've only had one instance where the cat that we currently have uh, did like the the oh gosh this was a terrible idea like she was climbing on top of like a cabinet and there was stuff on there and she thought i'll just go around it and and she tried i could i saw her like slip and i caught her and she just went meow like a proper like oh shit (laughs) oh no i was like yeah you oh my goodness but it was all it was all fine she was safe in the end but yeah good i i think a minus one yeah yeah appropriate yeah because cats cats have self-preservation I, I i i i'm sure some of them can be told not to do a thing maybe oh yeah yeah maybe, maybe. I, most cats in my life have typically listened if you're like hey stop that they'll just knock like, it off you, be like yeah they'll look at you and then they'll stare you down for a second and then they'll just <laughs> walk somewhere else uh it's the last two were a bit iffy but i thought they'd be interesting to include and as i said you you're better to take a lot of your weaknesses early on in character creation rather than like try and do maths to get more points later down the line because you know more weaknesses you have the more you can put into your points so one of them is restricted freedom which basically the the way i conceptualized this was you have like an owner and it means you can't like leave for four days because they'll get worried about you kind of thing uh the exact uh, thing is at level one you are only mildly inconvenienced you may have a job that requires you to put in for a vacation time or other leaves or you could have a very protective parents which is i'm translating as you have an owner like maybe a little old lady or you know Mm. like a stressed out you know worker who you know like would be sad if their cat disappeared for like a week and that's like you know I don't know, that, that, that was just at least my headspace, but I, I could understand a player maybe going, hey, I don't, I don't know, <laughs> I want to be like a stray cat that just wanders the streets. I like the idea of doing a house cat. Mm-hmm. Um, what's, what's level yeah. two for that? Uh, it's more for humans, but like, you know, with things, but it goes, much of your life is dictated by your circumstances. You may have a job that requires you to report in daily and get approval for further activities, or perhaps you're part of a powerful family that keeps you close by and well-guarded. So, like, that would probably be, you have, like, I, I mean, I'm, maybe I'm being a bit unfair here, but, like, you're having, like, quite a protective owner. I've met people mm-hmm. who are like, no, my cat, I guess the best example would be, you're a cat that's allowed outside, but, like, you're allowed outside to go to the toilet and you go in the garden that's walled off. Like, one would be, you're a cat that's allowed to go outside and wander, but your owner wants you to come back and would be worried. And, like, level two would be, like, you can leave the house, but you, you go into the walled-off garden. Like, you know. My thought was more along the lines of, like, cats... Most cats can't open doors by themselves. So, like, oh, if they true. want yeah, to, yeah. like, not just leave, but, like, go to a different area, if that is blocked off by a closed door, they are not going to be able to get through without help. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, uh, what was the name of this one again? Sorry. Uh, restricted Freedom. 
like for context level three is every moment of your life is carefully penciled in your job may have completed complete control of your actions or you might be royalty with every moment scheduled and your every move watched by a plethora of guards so in that case like you you live you're an indoor cat and you do not Mm -hmm. leave the house would be my um, assumption and like again while that might sound quite constrictive you can always try and you know go against these weaknesses it's just you know if you want a gallivant and you've got a minus three you're taking that minus three with you yeah kind of thing. i think a level one or two would be more fitting like we we have we have our independence we just can't leave without help mm-hmm. i like the idea of a minus one in terms of like i have an owner like say this is like an outside cat like that typically sticks around a specific person's house or like obviously like has a call or something maybe they go inside sometimes but i like the idea of like i basically i have to be back here by the end of the day and but you know throughout the day i can get up walk around you know the town and everything yeah. but I'll, I'll find my way back you know i feel like that just make for better like if anybody picked this up and played it i feel like that'd make for better like actually being able to go out and be like you know go to the market yeah. exactly you know yeah and I would, I would say you've got a pretty good spread of twos and ones and one three. So I think another one is not going to do any harm. All right. I'll do one more and then we can like basically retroactively go back to abilities. And just literally that's just adding how much you want in one or the other. And abilities is easier. That's just how good at it do you want to be? And then that's it. All right. The, the last one I was thinking was compulsion. Uh, and, and this was the one I was the most iffy on. Because I'm like, I feel like a cat can be compelled to do things but i i was struggling to think of the context if that makes sense like i i kept going back to catnip <laughs> but like that's not uh-huh. really what um compulsion applies to and the thing that would be closer is dependency but that's like you know i smoke <laughs> or i drink and that's not what catnip is to a cat but like at level one, you have a deep desire that's hard to keep in check, but has few consequences if you fail to do so. You may always want to grab the last piece of sushi or have or make a conscious effort to resist stopping for a few hands when you pass a card game. So that's why I was like, I can feel a cat would be compelled to like do some shit. Like I, I, I keep coming back to like maybe knocking some stuff over <laughs> or whatever, but like I wasn't I wasn't really sure how to if that fit with compulsion. You know what I mean? I feel like it mm, like um, I think yeah, you if you're gonna like word. work in the like, I have to knock this over and see what happens. That would definitely be like a level one compulsion, probably. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. I I've also been keeping note. I just realized I probably don't have to do that. But Austin usually fills out the character like, sheets. Oh, I've, but... I've been. Oh, yeah, okay. Been Thank you. Down. Thank you, Austin. Okay then. So if I've got this correct, we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. 13 so you've got minus 13 so that means you can put 13 points into your various stuff as i said most of the abilities don't have what you would call like um the same kind of grading or escalation as the weaknesses though um the one that i did list lucky does have like a little caveat to it a couple of the abilities have like actual like mechanical nuances if you will whereas the rest of them are just like you have a plus two you have a plus three as does minions but we'll we'll get to that if we've got room for minions we can we can do something with that so basically 
the way luck works is that it's ba- it's pretty much the same as it works in a lot of other games like D&D. So the number of luck points that you have is the number of additional... Th- this game calls them drama dice, but they're the same as like... What is it in D&D? Uh, like the inspiration, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. And basically you have as many die as you, dice as you have in lucky so if you've got plus two you have two additional dice that you can add to a roll and then they replenish after between adventures or at the gm's discretion Uh, i usually do like once a day but you know it would be up to whoever you had so that's the only one that like the number does matter the rest of them are literally just you're better or worse at this pretty much all right now you mentioned famous earlier uh yes I think that 100% would be hilarious <laughs> to have. Yeah, 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 no. Yeah. That could also tie into, like, our restricted freedom of, like, like maybe if we wanted to go down one or two, like, for restricted freedom of, like, maybe this cat is kind of famous and needs to, like, go places or be there for, you know, their owner's <laughs> TikToks or whatever. I also had the thought that, like, what if it was like a local celebrity and its owner just had no idea? Oh, that's good. <laughs> like everybody knows this cat. Like, oh, look, this cat's so cute, so friendly. Yeah, that's good. Like, yeah. oh man. So famous works pretty much the same as you know a lot of like persuasive or like people skills, if you will, a lot of things. So basically, the higher you have in it, the more likely someone knows that you're a famous individual and is more likely to be like, yeah, you can do this. So I guess in the regards to a cat, if it's between other cats or other animals, I guess they could like communicate and be like, yeah, sure, you can. I can help you get that <laughs> sardine from the from the kitchen counter. But if it was people, it could just be, oh my god, that cat's so cute. Give them those sardines. <laughs> like, oh my god, I've seen their mm-hmm. TikToks, which I think they make on their own. Let's not think about that. <laughs> that might break a rule. There we go. I may have just broken a rule. Can cats use TikTok on their own? Well, we had a cat that was able to sign up and use a Monster Hunters app, so... That's true, we did. That was part yeah, of Yeah, that's class, true. That was though, a class... Man requirements everyone in iHunt has to be able to use the iHunt app amazing so yeah um i will let you guys pick like how much you would want in everything and i can offer like like any expertise if you're if you're wanting some Uh, but yeah i'll just let you remind i think if we want to do joel's local celebrity that local celebrity idea maybe a plus one would be fine but if we're doing anything more than that probably plus two plus three uh, it does have a little bit of flavor text if you want. Uh, so a level one, a few people know your name and might give you a hearty handshake and humor small requests. A level two, you are recognized in your field. See, it's not great for a cat, but as I said, you can kind of, you know, finagle it into something a little bit more appropriate. Um, you're recognized in your field and those familiar with your work or history will be thrilled to meet you. So I guess if you were translating that into cat, like a one is like your neighborhood would know what cat you are. Like, okay, mm. that's, you know mrs or mr or you know them's cat and then like level two is like okay so like other cats in the neighborhood know you and like you know maybe cat people would be like oh my god that's that cat from you know the youtubes or the tiktoks oh 
But like, if you were to show it to any like not cat yeah. nerds, they might be like, "What? <laughs> yeah, it's a cat. It's cute, I guess." <laughs> but like, we've talked. Uh, I I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just me. Uh, I can't remember. But but like, it's come up a couple times that like we've envisioned this cat like going out into on the town on its own to like maybe a market district or something. So what if it's just like popular mm. on the market strip? Like, yeah, I, I like that. Yeah. It yeah works. Like... I, I think a plus two would work well for that. Thing. Oh, I was, I was um, thinking plus one for that. Cause like outside that area, not many people are in that one specific area. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. No, that works perfectly. Okay. I'm just having a look. I can remind you some of the other ones that we have. That'd be good. <laughs> okay. So the ones we had were agile, which is just being ad- like a lot of these are just pretty on the nose. Uh, Art of invisibility, which is the stealth, uh, cute with an exclamation mark, evasive, heightened sense, knowledge, lucky, minions, performer, and then there's quick, which is just again that's more like a speed rather than grace, if you will. And what's our target number that we're trying to hit? Because our weak, we've got to match the weaknesses. 13. 13. So at the moment, you need to make 12. So you could... I can screen share for you real quick, Joel. Oh, that would be great. If if you want, you could just give everything right now a plus one and then add more because you have less than 12. So you could... Well, less than 13 in total. So you could just do that and then we could buff it up if that helps. That's something I suggest to people if they have an idea, but not like to what extent, if that makes sense. Yep. We have 11 written down right now as possibilities. We have 11 abilities, and then we've got to reach 13. Yeah, we have to reach 13 pluses. That's if we want to take, like, all 11 of these. Because, like, we don't need minion or performer or knowledge, I guess. I think we... Let's keep knowledge and say, like, the market strip. That's fair. So, like, a plus one, like, they know this area really well. Yeah, let's get rid of minions so that we have some more to go around. Fair. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to put a vote in for plus two on Q. Understandable. Like, these people know this cat. They're, you know, a little more likely to treat it with some more love and care. And one of the reasons it's well-recognized is because it's so dang cute. <laughs> yeah, like the sounds of that. I think a plus one and everything else for now would be fine i think every every one of these abilities we can use the only question is what are we going to use performer do we need former that's another could you give us the uh description on that again yeah uh yeah no problem um i will give up the thing i i threw in i threw in a couple of like kind of wild cards because i i wasn't a hundred percent on what kind of cat you were going for like because obviously some cats if you try and get them to do tricks <laughs> will just look at you like you've got two heads i know i've i've <laughs> I've trained a couple of cats. Nothing like crazy, but like you can do it. The gist of performer, unfortunately, again, it's in a more human context, which is the downside. But you can kind of tweak it. But basically, the the gist of it is that you you are at home in front of an audience and are able to dazzle them with a diverse array of talents, from music and singing, clever tricks and sleight of hand to acting and storytelling. You are naturally entertaining when trying to impress or distract an audience lift the spirits of weary comrades or get uh, grumbling fuddy-duddies to lighten up, roll your performance dice. Which is why I'm saying, like, for a cat, it could be like, you do, like, a little cute trick, like, paw on someone, and then that's like, ah, oh, you know. But I can also see you saying, well, we've already got cute. 
I don't know. I think the cat has been trained to give high fives. Okay, yeah, I like that. High five, yeah. high fiving cat. Yeah. Yeah, we can do. Uh, would that be a plus one or plus two? You think? Yeah, probably a plus one. I like that though. Just high fives. That's it. I have been trying to teach my cat how to high five for years now. By the way, um, he <laughs> do- he doesn't care. <laughs> he just completely blank face looks at me. I mean, to be fair, I'm not like, oh yeah, give me a high five, and then if he attempts it, I'll give him a treat. But like, <laughs> no, no, no training for this guy. <laughs> So let's see, we have one, two, three, four, five pluses right now. Do we want to go ahead and throw a plus one in all of these and then debate which one gets the... I like the rest of these abilities, so... We'll have to debate what heightened sense we want specifically. Because, like, uh, nice said... Probably hearing? That's how you say your name, right? Uh, yeah, you... Uh, yeah, hearing would be good. Um, yeah, you have to um, have... For heightened sense, you have to specify what the sense is. And I guess, I don't know, I would allow it. I could also see another GM saying, no, I would be fine if you wanted to have multiple ones that fall under the same skill, if that makes sense. So, like, you have a bracket, but, like, you have multiple things in that bracket. That's fine with me, because at the end of the day, it's meant to be fun, and it, it also just is practical because you only have a limited space on your sheet normally but i could mm-hmm. see another gm saying no you have to take the skill separately but for this one you know if you want to have good hearing and good smell or sight i'm fine with that for it being nested in the same skill that that doesn't bother me all right so we could have both hearing and smell then because it's not that's pretty standard for a cat is like they they do have better senses than humans so so we have 11 here right now, which means we can make two of these plus twos, okay. or we can make one of these a plus three. I like the idea of a, an extra plus on quick, but I don't really have a strong argument for it. So mm-hmm. honestly, I feel like the the aspect of this cat being like sort of famous in one specific part of town is all that we've really defined about its personality. So maybe we focus on that. That's kind of what I was thinking of. Like, what if we raise the famous up one? Because that way, if anybody decides to play this cat, you know, they have a bit more to go off of. Because, of like, like, if we go to a plus two, then it goes from, oh, this one part of town, everyone knows this cat, to it's little Sebastian from Parks and Rec. <laughs> yes, essentially. And I, I like that idea of, like, everybody who sees this cat is like, oh my gosh, that's the local celebrity cat, like, Everybody in this town, no matter where they are, is just like, they see this cat and they're like, oh, it's him. That's adorable. <laughs> Yo, it's this cat. Look at him. <laughs> Everybody's just like taking pictures. Yeah. <laughs> Which would make a good argument for plus two quick of like, everybody's trying to get a pick with this cat. And sometimes they're just not having it. That is actually a weakness you can take is um, basically being really popular and people crowding around you. And that's the rant I was going to go on because that one is funny, but it's very limiting because it is literally just, oh, a crowd of people will get in your way. And it's like, it gets kind of laborious constantly like having to generate people. Like you get end up with mm-hmm. a character who doesn't want to be mm-hmm. near crowded spaces, which is 
narratively interesting but then at that point the weakness has no power over them like i've met people who are just like cool we'll just never be in a populated space i'm like oh uh, but it, it can be funny as well though where it's like chase that guy it's like <laughs> oh my god were you on strictly comes dancing and it's like yeah i was please i need to i'm chasing someone to... oh my god yes okay autograph <laughs> autograph autograph um so yeah we, we we could you can do it that way um i you can if you really want to like frame abilities as weaknesses in certain situations and weaknesses as strengths um like mm-hmm. awkward size is a good example you could make that a plus if you're trying to do something that would be difficult if you weren't you know not normal human size um but yeah i, I i'm fine to just have famous and it's like occasionally it can be a problem rather than yeah. taking the weakness on top of that if that yeah. makes sense that's kind of what i was thinking of like like yes they're famous you know maybe the cat likes being famous but sometimes you know in in the event where they would need to get away having the plus two and quick okay would be nice if anybody has an argument for a different one i would love to hear it i'm good <laughs> yeah i'm good with that yeah we also have the art of invisibility, so maybe the cat knows how to not be noticed when it doesn't want to be. Oh, oh I actually, yeah, I like that better, actually. Like, I'm going to sneak by all these people because I know that this group of people specifically is going to want to take pics. I also just had the thought, like, we we could add that, that one extra weakness, the one that Nye was just talking about add a minus one and then put a plus one in quick and mm-hmm. a plus one in invisibility so that we have that like oh yeah this is a problem but we also know how to get away from it if we really don't want to deal with it right now that's true i i actually yeah yeah i i like that no problem uh let me just very quickly remind myself the the name of it i'll, I'll find it in a minute if we uh, just keep going if i I'm, I'm looking for it uh while you're distributing more points i think we got the points distributed we just need to add additional ones or have you got that all covered sorry i'm I'm trying to quickly count while i'm looking as well yeah we got we've got the points all distributed austin's just alphabetizing the the list Mm, yeah sorry it was like (laughs) almost alphabetized and i was like i might as well understandable i was like i have to move like two of these (laughs) the other complaint i have with this game so i found what the the thing is and this is definitely one we would have to alter so basically, because it's for any anime, it has a couple of, um, I guess you could say, the anime anime ones. And the and the weakness is called Love Magnet. And literally, it's exactly what it is. People will crowd around mm. you and bother you. But I'm, I normally let people change that to just be like, you could maybe say like Attention Magnet or something. Like, it doesn't have to be that exact thing, because obviously, you know... Um, or it could be love magnet, but it's like I think we could do attention magnet instead, because mm-hmm. I feel like that's more fitting for yeah. Because if people just wanted to come up, touch, pet this cat all the time, it would never leave the house again. But if everyone just wants its attention, then sometimes it doesn't mind that. So I'm I'm gonna put down on the broken mm-hmm. rules thing yeah. of love magnet to to attention magnet i i will say the rules do um legit say you're allowed to to change them if they suit oh, so never it, mind, it's then. We're within good. the yeah it is that that's why i'm saying <laughs> it's within it's actually a mechanic there's a bit that says hey do these abilities and weaknesses not fit the game you're making you can 
totally change them because as i said mechanically most of them are literally just you can add two dice to your roll and there's actually a thing it goes about like hey do you want to do a racing campaign <laughs> well just make all the abilities racing related or if you want to do a, a cooking gate session just make them all so it is that's the only things i love about it is you can just completely retrofit it i will say though that's definitely a chat with the gm like in advance don't don't just drop it on them like hey can we can you just make all the moves and stuff tonight for our game uh so yeah sorry i was just gonna mention real quickly i miscalculated we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen pluses. And one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen okay. minuses. Well, we could up our knowledge by one, say we really know this market district. No, we'd have to minus something. Okay. Or or take one of our pluses away. We could put the minus on restricted freedom again. Or we could put it down one. To feed into the, like, people can pick you up and... We could always drop quick back down since we weren't sure about that one. That That's what I was thinking, because you've got Art Invisibility at two. There so. we go. Yeah, quick, let's just do that. So now we're even. Okay. Uh, All right. Yeah, perfect. That is for the... Oh, actually, yeah, we'll do... Sorry, I forgot. I'm also looking at the book now. We need okay. to do Health and Endurance. Health and Endurance is really quick because it's super duper easy. The way that you calculate health and endurance is that you, <laughs> and I'm just reminding myself so I don't make a fool of myself on the internet, you have both health and endurance are assigned the number 40. And that's it. You can give yourself abilities that increase your health and endurance. You can give yourself weaknesses that reduce your health and endurance, like the base of both. and that is kind of why there's another example where like combat can be really interesting because unlike a lot of other games there's not i mean there is a leveling system per se but in terms of like health unless you specifically make an enemy weaker they're a bit of a slog because your damage is just 2d6 and they have in total 80 health because you can do the anime thing where it's like uh You've kicked the crap out of me, but I, I've just got that energy within me to get up and you can use your endurance as another health bar or vice versa. Like you can use up all your endurance, then use your health as a means of using your powers. Um, as I said, we're not going to worry about endurance because that's more specific to enhancing abilities, but we're just making a cat and all the enhancements are more for like if you have magic spells or superpowers or things like that it doesn't really they don't really gel to a cat if that makes sense gotcha but it is something you can look into basically they are modifiers that you can add to abilities to make them do more stuff but by adding them they have a cost of endurance and similar to how weaknesses balance out abilities there are things you can take to offset that cost of endurance but it makes the ability more specific or less versatile as said that is geared more towards combat rather than like a generic thing most of the abilities will work fine without any additions to them so yeah uh, health and 
endurance are just 40 and then the finishing touches are you know character detail stuff their name what they look like you know what are their goals motivations things like that well we should uh we should of course name the cat we could always go with the uh tales of zadia uh credits option absolutely where people credited their cats in the back of the tales of zadia book and we just copied that list um and from those we have not used peanut aggie simber cecil onyx goober cardi nikki iggy shirley lair less herb imperator furiosa ani bjorn bethany benny agnetha florence meow young fat stephen meow michelle meow pierogi momo tortellini kathy or roll i feel like this could be another one where like since the owner legit has no idea that their cat is famous that they could go by two different names except except maybe they have a collar with their name and like yeah an if found return to address on it yeah because like Obviously, this cat has an owner, and I would assume the owner would want to, you know, keep track of their cat. Um, so I think I think it does have a collar, probably just one name. But what? But what name? Tortellini. Tortellini. We. I think I <laughs> see my my pick was either going to be Tortellini or Goober. So, Nye, do you have an opinion? We we can definitely go with Tortellini. Uh, ooh, I I I am partial to a Goober, but I, I also like the because I don't know. I feel like it's a it's a common trope at least these days for anime to have other <laughs> languages. So I like the idea that someone would go, ah, let's call this cat Tortellini. And see, um, I was just imagining this being <laughs> like. If it was here in the United States, I feel like if people just knew that there was a cat roaming around town named Tortellini that you could take selfies with, and it would high five you. <laughs> that no, that oh, yeah, absolutely. that's true. Yeah, I you have actually you've swayed me. Let's go with let's go with Tortellini. Right. And then we've already kind of got a background. The Tortellini, it is the thing about it being like normal house cat, or so its owner thinks. In reality, everyone in the market district will recognize this cat on site. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I am curious, is it, are they famous just for the high fives or is there anything else to that story? I feel like the cat just like, the shop owners one day figured out, oh, this cat will high five you if you hold your hand out. And that that was adorable. And so... So they would do that. Customers would notice, and then it just snowballed from there. <laughs> I, I I love the idea of like a local news team like coming down, like we're here at the at the Falwell like <laughs> Market Square, where there's a cat that will high five you. It's just the cats in there. This is definitely newsworthy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was a slow news day. Okay, it was high fiving cats or. The guy who can eat the most pretzels in an hour. And we went for the cat. Of course. Appearance. What kind of cat are are we working with here? What cats are... Since we're going anime here, what cats are native to Japan? Ooh, now that's actually a good question. Yeah, you'll have to look that up because I can't think off the top of my head. Uh, Okay, I got wild cats. That's not what I wanted. <laughs> no, that's a, that's a different thing altogether. Um... Yeah, I, I, I think in terms of breeds, I don't know if they have necessarily 
like because because I, I i know just like off top of my head like japan like a lot of parts of the world you can get most breeds of cats they there have, is one like, they have just tabbies, called the japanese have, like, bobtail you know. um but yeah i think they oh wow yeah and then there's the karelian bobtail so yeah we could go with either yeah. or a bobtail's kind of cute i mean all cats are cute but you know what i mean <laughs> yeah it's got a different variety of cuteness white look at this little fluff ball <laughs> all of joy that's definitely a. Oh, you're, you're taking a picture of me. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, yeah. Hi. This is gonna go on Wikipedia snaps. Uh, yeah. Sure. You you do you. There is a. Uh, I just googled Japanese bobtail, and one of the first things that comes up is a YouTube thumbnail that just says "Do not," and then it has a picture of a Japanese bobtail beneath it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! Do not. Yeah. Do not what? Seven reasons why you should not. Please do not the cat. Well, we're in. You're playing one. The the video doesn't say. Hold on. The scientific name for the Japanese bobtail is Felis catus. Oh, that's that's the. Sorry, this is the animal. (laughs) That's um. That's the domestic cat's name in general. They're they're all they're all, all mm-hmm. domestic cats are called Felis cats. I think they used to also oh. add like domesticus as well, but yeah, Felis catus. Hey, look, the scientists who had to name these things they were they 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 were kind of lazy with with a lot of the easy animals to find. Cat, um, catus. There we go. Right. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's a gorilla. Let's just call it a gorilla. Gorilla. There we go. We can go home early. <laughs> What's that, boa? Everybody pack it up. Exactly. <laughs> right, we can head to home the, before lunch. Head to the pub early tonight, boys. We've done jobs for today. <laughs> Whereas now scientists just, just mean, they, they the were at pub. the pub before they. Oh started. yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whereas now, this see, I'm looking at this. I don't know why this person is hating on Japanese bobtails because according to Hills Pet Nutrition, <laughs> they love to be with people and play seemingly endlessly. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. I think. I think if I remember for the audio <laughs> listeners, I have no idea if Hills Pet Nutrition is a reliable source. <laughs> I think when when I was studying, because we did like cats and breeds in in college, because uh, that's kind of the thing I did. Apparently, Siamese are quite like a handful in terms of behavior. Like apparently, they can like they can be real sweet, but they can also be like right bastards if they if if they're in the mood like the it's like in, yeah uh, no, fuck you what was it lady and the tramp yeah 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 i think yeah they're i think they're siamese um i can't remember off the top of my head there was a whole song about it <laughs> oh yeah mm, yeah. yeah disney yeah, Oof, yeah. that was bad you should not have done that <laughs> oh boy wow happy thoughts happy wanna, thoughts jesus <laughs> i want to call attention to the picture that joel has posted in the discord chat <laughs> Oh whoa! I've been, I've been thinking about that image a lot recently. I'm so glad that you just had that on. Hand. <laughs> Please do not the cat. Oh shit! That's from fucking WikiHow. Oh no! <laughs> oh boy! Please do not the cat. Hey, uh, fu- just this is totally unrelated to everything we're doing. If you want to have a really funny, like, kind of like after you've had a shit day at work. Google anything on WikiHow. <laughs> WikiHow is a lawless, like, I know. frontier I listen to my brother, of my bizarro, brother. like, <laughs> advice. It's where... They yeah. will tell you how to do... Yeah. 
yeah it, it it's definitely where like everyone <laughs> on the internet who you would normally like meet at a pub who would give you advice on shit like all right your car's not working right let me tell you what you gotta do pour lemon juice in the exhaust it's like what the fuck no <laughs> you're not a mechanic First, you're, sir. Get... you're just pissed what you're gonna do is grab the nearest m80 yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but now they're all on WikiHow. And they have pictures, which is the best. So there you go. There's this slight <laughs> dis- diversion. I want to know who does the wiki how. I don't know, artists. but I want to meet them because they are phenomenal. <laughs> Somebody had to make the please do not the cat image. Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so are we going with the Japanese bobtail? Is that- yeah, I think we should yeah. go with Japanese Sounds bobtail. Why not? Japanese bobtail. We got a tortellini. Personality is uh, mm-hmm. fun and lovable. I think you got it. Any any other descriptors here? Yeah, um, th- this is definitely the part that like takes after uh, more traditional TTRPGs, where it's like just throw some adjectives in to kind of flesh them out mm-hmm. a bit. All right. Yeah. Have we done it? Is is this? Yep. That is that is character creation. It is that. It is that easy, as they say. As I said, the only the only thing we'd be doing more is if we were doing like attacks and stuff like that. But we're not. We're just you know. Yeah, I wrote willfully ignored Ex- on our combat stats. Yeah, that that you can just leave that blank. Yeah, the combat stats are their own beast to deal with. But yeah, incredible. This game seems so interesting with how just how open ended it mm-hmm. is. You you really can do just about anything like i was looking through the pre-made characters oh yeah they're they're fascinating there's so many different different characters also i really (laughs) i really like the idea of a smart nerdy character named bronze oh yeah bronze hilarious (laughs) i i also love that they gave bronze combat stats and it's like what what can he do in a fight well his his combat move is first day of sale shove. Uh, it, it's not good. You're rolling at a minus two and it does half damage, but you you can certainly give him a try. Just like everyone else for Dragon Quests, you have the power to hold your place in line. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes. Jeez. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of really fun stuff. And, and as well... There'll be people who don't fit within the, like, Venn diagram of nerddom. This book is very forgiving if you have never touched anime. And equally, if Mm. for whatever reason you're reading this and you've never played a TTRPG, it's also forgiving if you've never touched a TTRPG. Like, the introduction does a really, like... I'm gonna be honest, I don't know if this is shade. There are some TTRPGs that do introductions to, like, what a TTRPG is, which are, like really condescending mm-hmm. like the, it's like they're explaining like why the sky is blue like it, it's it's but mm-hmm. uh, to me at least it feels like quite genuine like they're going hey like if you like anime but you have never tried a ttrpg this is what this is and hey if you are a ttrpg enthusiast but have never touched anime here's what it is and it's you know quite straightforward i don't think it does anything else and it also the like the main book serves as a little thing for the gm so there's like at the back of it there's a whole little thing about villains you can create that's got pre-made villains and pre-made 
I think it's where where it's about page 133. <laughs> and that's like like the villains are pretty amazing as well. Elsa's just like little even like smaller NPCs that are small stat blocks, which now I'm going on a tangent, but I'll say this. That's what also is cool about this game. Enemies and like allies and all this kind of stuff are literally just mini characters. They just have like less traits than the main character and that's it. And I think that's really mm. good for a GM because they're not having to work with different tools. Like to me, that's always been the issue with games like D&D where mm-hmm. it's like you make characters one way and you make NPCs another way. But yeah, it's a really good game and right at the back there's a little thing about what kind of like anime stories you can tell if perhaps it's not Mm. your thing i will say i will say this 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 was made back in at least the second edition was 2014 and i think they as you said there's a revised edition in 2015 so if you're uh, an anime nerd and you've been watching stuff in like 2023 some of the stuff will be a little bit like quaint and antiquated but that's that gives it charm in my opinion hey do you know what mecca (laughs) is oh sweetheart mecca's (laughs) mecca's not been around for a wee while now it was dying when you made this but i don't know they're still doing gundam that is true yeah but gundam Gundam, yeah (laughs) don't don't do don't give these people gundam as they're straight off the bat like hey we're playing ova and we're also doing gundam here's a textbook of like i think if you're gonna do like baby's first gundam game you gotta you gotta throw them in lancer (laughs) oh yeah 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 lancer's i'll say this as well like since this has come out there have been lots and lots of really wonderful like indie stuff that's more uh, specific or has more of a focus i like this because it's generic and you can turn any like genre or idea into a game but i'm not saying this should be the only like interpretation of an anime ttrpg there's lots of really fun stuff out there and you know if this if you bounce off this there's yeah. you know other stuff i mean that's that's the point of the season we're doing for the entire summer just different anime games we've already done the maid game we've done pokey roll oh wow you did oh you did maid rpg <laughs> yep that was how oh. we started yep wow <laughs> that was a episode one of anime summer i season. i will say because especially on two like features we're very big on like lines and veils and we don't do romance very often this game has like just a like a <laughs> smattering of horny on main in it like one of the weaknesses is nosebleed and like if you see a beautiful person your nose will bleed and you can pass out like oh. there's there's kind of stuff like that i will say though that compared to things like made ttrpg it's mostly <laughs> quite wholesome like as i said it's very yeah made had some oh yeah yeah Swole, uh, made was my man. second anime thing and i was like cool i don't want to play this with strangers and not really friends either yeah we we went over some uh, interesting anime that we have seen yep. in our time when we were looking at some of the stuff <laughs> on main. Yeah. Most specifically, my introduction to anime was not great. No, yeah, and like I, I don't want to I don't want to keep us going for too long, but like that's definitely the issue. If you go further back, is that the mm. anime games very much take the sensibilities of the OVAs that were coming out in the nineties. Uh, and even in some cases the 80s and like 
it really shows its age. Uh, I, another one that I was drawn to briefly was, I think the second edition of <laughs> Mutants and Masterminds did an anime supplement, which I read. Mm. And I read that in like 20, I want to say 17, 18. <laughs> and it felt like a time capsule. Like I, it was early 2000s and you could oh, tell because all of the tropes and stuff they were playing with were like stuff I had never seen mm-hmm. outside of like the occasional like old school deep dive. And I will say like that happens when you make a TTRPG about a specific medium. Like it's the same with um, TTRPGs that do like films. The film is the genre or like even my beloved Monster of the Week. <laughs> like it referenced stuff like, hey, like Buffy or supernatural and i'm like i i mm-hmm. don't know if like teenagers would like i know they would know what it is but i think they'd be like oh yeah I don't know. Like, supernatural my... only ended what two three years ago like i've heard of that but buffy that's true actually fair enough true blood there we go oh yeah buffy. See, buffy ended in like true what, blood. 2003 <laughs> or something and then angel <laughs> ended four years later yeah 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 oh my yeah. gosh and that's obviously because like the people making it yeah watch those shows and that's just nature like the nature of of these kind of things everything gets old and but it's nostalgic and i, and I think the nostalgia here is like you know not too much and also it's just it's a nice game it looks nice and i th- i don't think the creator is making like another edition of this anytime soon so yeah i think uh there is a new uh now the Kickstarter is already like way over by the time this episode comes out, but there is a generic anime RPG system that was just like had a really successful crowdfunding campaign like not too long ago called Break. I'm excited to see how that turns out. Oh, okay. I, th- there are a lot out there, and I have been enjoying giving them tries and having to look at them. So th- there is a mm. lot out there. I just have a soft spot because this was like one of the earlier TTRPGs I found. I was like, I have to share this <laughs> with people. And then they were like, can we can we play D&D again now? I was like, oh, oh okay. <laughs> that is everything I have to say about this for now. I'm joking. Okay, well. I'm, I'm all good. I guess before we go, do you have anything specific you'd like to plug? You've already told us a bit about $2 Creature Feature, two of your... Other co-hosts have told us about two dollar creature feature as well. Yes, I will. I will plug two dollar creature feature. I might as well throw my own like one plug that I have aside from it. But yes, check out two dollar creature feature. Uh, the Twitter. Well, I guess all of our socials are the number two dollar and creature. All one thing in the at. It's the number two and then dollar and creature spelt as they are. Uh, it is, as I said, mostly Monster of the Week. I, I know, I was really silly there. Like, you know, dollar spell other ways, whatever. It's, we had a lot of fun. At the time of this recording, we have recorded all of season two, but season two is still being, like, periodically uh, uploaded every fortnight. And we're working towards season three. And yeah, it's it's really fun. It follows a kind of... If you're going by seasons, it's a lot like American Horror Story, where each season is like very loosely connected, but it's not direct. 
personally, I mean, I don't know if the other two have said this, I advise jumping in at season two because <laughs> we know what the fuck we're doing by season two. He lied. Uh, no. Uh, we Like, the audio quality is better. We're a little bit more focused on what we're trying to do. We don't go off on... He says that. We go well, off on tangents, but we know to edit them out now. I listened to $2 Creature Feature. I know you don't edit out all your tangents. <laughs> what? <laughs> Pulls that collar. Um... No, it, it, I really love it, and it's one of like the things I've been enjoying doing a lot of, and I've met a lot of cool people through it, including nice. you two. So, I mean, like, hey, it's working for me. Nice. My plug, because I might as well, because people tell me to, <laughs> I will just plug my Twitter for however long that's a thing. Uh, this is across all my social media, but as I said, just go on to Dollar Creature Feature if you're desperate to find the stuff I do, just go on our discord and like or throw a rock at me on twitter i don't know uh so my twitter is at erzatz that is e-r-s-a-t-z expert that's all one word and expert is spelt as it sounds i will repeat again just because i'm bad at spelling e-r-s-a-t-z expert i mostly just retweet stuff i don't tweet a lot but like I have a link tree and shit there. So yeah, I do other stuff than $2, but not often. So, you know, but hey, I, I was told I should plug my own stuff as well as $2 Creature Feature. But I just want to say thank you for having me on. I have had a lot of fun. I got to nerd out, which is always good. And I think the concept of your podcast is really neat. I I don't know. I, I feel like it's just nice seeing people doing something that's wildly different from everybody else and that's really cool and i hope more people do super zany cool out there concepts for podcasts thank you i i remember when joel came to me with this idea and my immediate first thought was that sounds so (laughs) wild and ridiculous I'm absolutely in. Let's get it. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's really cool. I, I think it plays to the strengths of like doing character creation because you're setting yourself goals and it's funny. So, you know, that's a, yeah. always a huge help when doing a podcast. Yeah. Make it funny. That's why, why the podcast for tax returns haven't been flying off Spotify. Uh, what do you mean? Those are popping off every April, man. Yeah, exactly. Austin, it's your turn. Things I have to plug are I also have a Twitter account at Avalon Alchemist. Um, and I realize some people don't know how to spell Avalon. This is a very <laughs> specific call out to one of my friends who I don't even think listens to the show. But uh, it is A V A L O N and then Alchemist, <laughs> which if you don't know how to spell that, sorry about you. No, I'm kidding. A L C H e-m-i-s-t and i am at avalon alchemist on twitter where i do most of my posting tumblr which i exist on and twitch where i stream quite often i try to stream at least two to three times a week sometimes it's more but you know sometimes life gets in the way I've been playing through Fallout New Vegas, but I'm almost done with it. So by the time you are hearing this 
episode, nice. I will most likely have moved on to Spider-Man Miles Morales, which I'm playing. I'm replaying next. the original Ooh, nice. like Insomniac Spider-Man because I never did the City Never Sleeps DLC. Oh, I I never beat the DLC for it either. I don't even know if I have the DLC. I have for the never first played one. the games because <laughs> I <laughs> I don't have a PlayStation. <laughs> uh, it, it might be on PC as well now. I think. I think um, I both this both them are on PC now. Ah, uh, right. Okay. Still, am mad that they changed his face for his actor. They made him like they made his face like a child's face. The original guy was like a tired 20-something. Yeah, it's really... Which made sense for a Peter Parker who had been at it for eight years. Yeah, and now it's like, yeah, he like he has been Spider-Man. Like, so, I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> Joel, what, what have you got for us? I am on Twitter and Tumblr and a few other places at Danilo Lioge, which is my name, Joel Holland, spelled backwards. You don't need to worry about spelling that, because if you go to jholland.start.page, then you will find just links to that stuff. And it's all really convenient. You can just click the links. And for that one, all you need to know how to do is spell Holland, which there's a country called that. So you can you can find that one pretty easily, the, the correct spelling. It's, it's spelled the same way as the country. And then you just throw a J on the front. I'm not really doing much personally at the moment, other than this cool podcast I co-host called How to Make a Literal Cat, Your Favorite RPG. I guess Austin and I have a couple other things that we are threatening to start behind the scenes, but... <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what I need to do. I need to start threatening people with my with my personal projects. It's like, yeah, we, yeah, we keep saying we should... We we should Joel. totally work on this. I've got sort of an outline started. We sh- we should just finish it. How hard could it be? And then we we the conversation has gone beyond that like once. <laughs> yeah, I'm so sorry, Joel. Life has been kicking my ass for the past like month and a half. Dude, it's all good. Like I'm I'm still like just looking at these outlines with some cool powered by the apocalypse 2d6 <laughs> rolls that you can do. <laughs> And that's what I've got going, because I'm thinking, here, here's what I want the players to be able to do. Here are the moves that can make it happen. They are probably not great, but we won't know for sure until we can test it. <laughs> so that's enough about me, because there's nothing going on there. Let's talk more about this cool show, How to Make a Literal Cat in Your Favorite RPG, and where you can find it online. We don't use that whole title for most of our like online presence, we just go with literal cat pod, which is our Twitter, our Tumblr, our YouTube, because you can reserve ats now on YouTube. And so if you go to at literal cat pod on YouTube, you'll find us there. Technically we're on good pods. I guess every podcast is on good pods. It it aggregates podcasts. You just have to go in and claim it. Weird, weird flex. They follow me on Twitter. I don't follow them. <laughs> I don't know because I'm like I'm not a podcast dude. Our creature feature is the podcast, guys. But yeah, they maybe maybe they'll stop following me when this episode breaks. <laughs> I don't think they listen to my podcasts. <laughs> that bastard. Um. Well, I don't know. They follow me on Twitter too. So maybe if we just clip <laughs> yeah. this pit, uh, this part right here specifically, and use that as like a a plug, like a a, a little teaser for the episode, and they hear that, they'll think, oh, well you too yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. oh i would like to point out 
while we're talking about where this show is. On Spotify, we officially have a five-star rating. We got rated? We got rated by two people. Nice. Oh, nice. Wait, you said a five-star rating. So does that mean that someone gave us a lower one as well? No, 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 no. It says out of two reviews, we are sitting at five stars. Nice. So I'm assuming that means both people yeah. have given us five, five stars. stars. Just a, yeah. a, a note for y'all at home, because I was going to get to this next anyway. <laughs> but ratings and reviews really help us. You know what else helps us? Actually, no, let's talk about ratings and reviews for a moment. They really help us. Like, I don't know if we've got anything outside Spotify. I just checked Apple Podcast Connect the other day, and it looks like we don't have anything over there. But if you leave a, a rating or review, like, even if you just hit that five-star button, or if you don't think we're worth five stars and you hit the four-star button, we're not, we're not worth any less than four stars. This is a four-star in a podcast, realistically. <laughs> Yeah, your four-star uh, generals. But, like, even if you don't have anything to say, like, mm-hmm. if you leave the rating, <laughs> it does bump up our, like, visibility on the platform. So the more review, the more ratings we get, the more likely Spotify or Apple or whoever yeah. is to show the podcast to other people in their recommended tab, assuming they have one of those. Yeah, and, and it also works on, because um, then if those websites start optimizing the searches, then it means search engines like Google or Bing or whatever also mm-hmm. then. I mean, literally nothing else comes up right now if you Google how to make a literal cat in your favorite RPG. <laughs> we have cornered that SEO Oh, yeah, market. of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but like an example would be like if someone said cat TTRPG, it's like if you've got lots of reviews, that'll kind of bump it up a little bit as well <laughs> but yeah it's important be kind to your podcasts because god knows that the, the algorithm is in the algorithm is nobody's friend <laughs> you know what else helps us though yeah, no. is when you email us cat pictures and you know absolutely we've actually this time i can say with absolute certainty we have cat pictures in our inbox holy shit oh awesome. my god it finally yep. happened Joel. Uh, you know how we've been uh, waiting for this moment you know how quinn when she was on for pokey roll said that she would send us cat pics at an undisclosed time mm-hmm. they arrived <laughs> told us all about cammy and tiberius so honestly next episode we should make one of them into a character Ooh, nice absolutely so yeah you can also send us cats and we will if you send us pictures of your cats and tell us a little bit about them we might turn them into characters you never know it'll probably happen we don't have better ideas um and then finally if you don't want to leave us a review or even if you do (laughs) but you also want to do something else or there's something else you want to do instead we have started the badger trove patreon we call it Badger Trove and not Literal Cat Pod because we want to put a couple other things we're working on under it, like that TTRPG that we're threatening to make. <laughs> it could happen. You've been warned. It's a one-shot game. How hard could it be? <laughs> Famous last words. <laughs> right? Yeah, no, never say how hard could it be about your project because it will be hard in ways that you don't <laughs> expect. <laughs> Me when making a fucking tumbleweed? I spent hours on that. I think Blackboard would have made that a lot easier on you. Oh, probably. 
I brute forced it though. I didn't. Yeah, care. that whole thing was blueprint. Probably not, not the way to go. What? It worked. Yeah, it worked. And I finally figured out how to make Unreal Engine Five run smoothly on my computer. All I had to do was turn off like two new features. So I might start making video games again. Who knows? Let's go. We'll see. (laughs) But anyway, so that's things that we might have, like, aside from the podcast, that go up on Badger Trove, the Patreon. And also we have, like, you know, a social media presence for Badger Trove. But who cares about that? We're not talking about them right now. We're talking about Literal Cat Pod. Follow them on Twitter. Follow them on Tumblr. Give literal cat pod reviews and all that. I think we've talked enough about this, right? Oh, wait, no, we got one more thing to say. The character sheets for this and every other episode are available if you go to bit.ly slash literal cat pod. And that's everything. Austin, you got a cat pun for us? Uh, I sure do. You got to live your day to day in some bliss. Bliss? <laughs> no. <clears throat> I'm, hold on. I'm re saying that. Okay. <laughs> You you want to live your day-to-day in bliss, um, so don't let a simple catastrophe ruin it for you. Grab some popcorn and find your seats. Monster of the Week actual play podcast $2 Creature Feature returns for Season 2 on February 22nd. This season, we'll see a whole new crew of hunters confronting the mysteries at the heart of the town of Jupiter Hollow. I'm Megan Murphy. I'm playing Zelda Wardwell, the Flake. Oh, wait, I'm supposed to protect people, too. That's like what heroes do. I'm Nyelder, playing Eric Ashrin, the Crooked. Let's just say I don't ask questions that involve textbooks. I ask questions that involve cash. I'm Laura McMillan, and I'm playing Tammy Jo Marpoint, your home town home finder i'm here to make deals with the good people of jupiter hollow but i already made a deal of my own tammy joe is the monstrous and i'm mr ray i play everything that tries to kill these people and if you enjoyed our first season you ain't seen nothing yet new episodes every other tuesday wherever podcasts are found let's all go to the lobby let's all go to the lobby Let's all go to the lobby.